Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I talk about the absolute one thing you must know about horsemanship and how it's exactly the opposite of what you think it is. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Hi everyone, I'm Lynn Reardon. I'm the host of the podcast as well as the head coach at Horsewise. Today I'd like to talk to you about a specific insight that I had recently, which is involving this idea of the one thing we need to learn. And if you go online at any time now, no matter what the interest that you have or the kind of product or service you're looking for, you will probably be inundated with ads that describe the one secret or the top three special hacks you need in order to solve X, Y, and Z problem, uh, whatever it is that you uh, secretly desire or aspire to, that there is some service or product that will give you the one thing you need, the secret tip, the special sauce. And so as you go down, let's say if you are a Facebook person or an Instagram person, you will see all of these options kind of come up before you through sponsored ads and whatnot. And it's just sort of ubiquitous in today's business world. That's just sort of the norm. Everything is sort of a quick guarantee, a one one thing you need to learn, a critical, critical thing. And it basically plays on people's fear of missing out that they, if they don't buy this one quick product, that they're going to lose any opportunity to actually get the result they want in their life. Or maybe they feel like things haven't gone the way they've wanted, that for their entire life, they've never been able to make enough money or get really good at windsurfing or have the perfect relationship or whatever it is. And so they see these ads and they go, Hey, that's the one thing. If I buy this product, boy, that is going to change everything for me take my money now. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to click here on that button or on that link and I'm going to buy right now because this is going to be the thing. This is going to be the solution. This is the only reason why I haven't accomplished the goals that I had in this area is because I didn't know to buy this one thing. Well, of course, the difficulty with that is that it rarely is the one thing. And in fact, most great endeavors or large results or significant results that we want to accomplish are not able to be done by just knowing one thing. All great results come from a longer term process, truly great results. You you can have a crash diet and you can lose four inches in 20 minutes or whatever the current guarantee is, but that weight's going to come back. That isn't the real result because you haven't changed systematically how you eat food, how you exercise, how you maintain a healthy lifestyle. There's no one tip that can take off those four inches for 40 years. So that's just sort of a what I would consider to be a rule, a, a practical statement of reality. So if that's such an obvious truth, why do so many people buy the one thing in whatever area, again, that they're, they're searching or shopping in. And it's because it's effective. It's an effective marketing technique. It plays on something that is part of human nature. Again, this idea of, well, I don't want to think that I just suck at something and that I'll never be able to accomplish it. I must need some secret tip, or I could never accomplish it the traditional way by simply applying myself gradually to learning new things or practicing a new technique. 
every day consistently for, for years or months or whatever it might take. I can't do that. Or I want a shortcut. That's kind of another key part of human nature. I mean, wouldn't we all kind of like a shortcut? So we kind of gravitate toward that. And even though it's not maybe going to give us the best result, there's just sort of something that can be hardwired in our human brain to say, shortcut would be great, all things being equal. But in most areas of life, the most significant and important areas, shortcuts just don't work at all. And that is especially true for horsemanship. Now, if I were going to be a very effective marketer and wanted to sell you on a particular product or service at Horsewise, I would have lots of sponsored ads and language on my website that talked about the top key secret that horsemanship experts all know and have never shared with the public. But I, Lynn at Horsewise, will share with you if you will buy this service right now, if you will click here by now on this link, I can give you this very special service and it will cost X amount of dollars. It'll cost $90 a month or $500 for this course or $2,000 for this package. And I can guarantee you that this one thing will make all the difference to you. That's what I would do if I was a really shrewd marketer. But as most of you know, I got my start in the horse world working through the charity kind of end of things. And it's always been really difficult for me to take uh, what I would call an effective, maybe commercial approach to that. I just tend to like to be really straightforward and focus on maybe what I'm offering my clients and offering the horses that I, I feel like I work for. I feel like I work for the horses. So in the spirit of that, I'm going to share with you what actually is the one thing in horsemanship, if you were to call it that, if you really want that tagline. And here is what the one thing is. There is no one thing. That's the one thing. And it's, it's one of those great areas in the world where it really does come down to the things you do daily, small things often on a consistent basis with your horse. Each time you work with your horse, each time you lead your horse, handle your horse, ride your horse, that you have in the back of your mind certain key awarenesses, certain key habits, certain key uh, control of your body language, your breathing, basically that you are coming to the picture every day, offering your horse something consistent, observing your horse consistently, and then responding and adapting to what your horse needs. Now that is not a sexy marketing pitch. I just have to tell you, like if I were to put that on a sponsored ad, like no one would sign up for it. It's like, well, geez, that sounds kind of boring. And it is, I guess, in a way, it's certainly a lot less exciting than buying some splashy one thing, you know, a super expensive saddle or a package of lessons with that fancy trainer who has a big accent or whatever it is, or buying the perfect horse. You know, the one thing you need is, a, is an imported horse that's super expensive. That'll change everything for you. But no, it really is true. And I can vouch for this just from my own past. The reason I became, I guess you could say, experienced or expert enough to teach people is because I learned small things every day and I learned how to practice them consistently. This was not an easy or logical thing for me. I'm more of a big picture kind of person. And I always felt a little bit like I was way behind, like I was slow, that I got into horses 
at a little bit different phase in life. I didn't grow up with them as children. And so therefore I had a lot of making up time to do. I needed to catch up, so to speak. So I was always looking for, in a sense, a shortcut or a way to maybe balance out what I perceived to be my big gaps. And then what I came to realize though, as I started working with more and more horses, is that everybody has gaps. Even if you grew up as a kid riding horses, working, you know, for an Olympian by age 12 or whatever it is, you still often can become limited by certain kinds of experiences, however in depth they may be. They might not be as broad. So you may have no understanding of how to properly lead a horse or calm a horse down that's agitated over something new, but you know how to win an Olympic jumping round. That is also a gap. It's just a different kind of gap. So if you take the perspective that this is sort of a lifelong journey of learning for you and the horse, and you come to enjoy that process, suddenly this idea of I need to get one thing just isn't as attractive. What we're talking about is small steady change and small steady habits over time that allow you and your horse to progress together. It's called the compound effect. And I'll include links to some information on that. Most people know what the compound effect is. It's associated typically with the idea of compound interest, that a little bit of money that you put aside every single day will grow and compound with interest until it becomes a fortune very gradually over time. What's fascinating about the compound effect is that the results aren't obvious at first. For a long time, you know, weeks, months, years, you don't notice large gains in your account. It's just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And then there becomes a kind of key turning point where the momentum builds and you realize you have quite a lot of money that's grown, quote, all of a sudden. And the same is true with small, steady daily actions. What's really interesting about the compound effect is that the added value of the small daily actions grows beyond the individual actions, if that makes sense. So the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, so to speak. And that can be seen in so many ways. Let's take the classic thing of someone who decides to meditate once a day for 10 minutes. That's all they're doing. They're going to an app and they're meditating once a day for 10 minutes. Maybe they've had a lot of stress in their life. Things aren't going the way they want to in their job or at home. And they decide, I'm just going to meditate once a day for 10 minutes. And at first it might not seem anything much is happening. It's just 10 minutes. You're just listening to an app for 10 minutes every day. So what? But maybe one of the things that begins to happen is that you're a little more relaxed. Let's say you decide to do it in the morning first thing. So you're a little more relaxed and you're a little more focused when you start the day. And this in turn, maybe you just start to take up a little bit more of an extra study program in an area you're interested in because you have that energy. Or you come to work with a little more sort of zip in your step and suddenly you're able to take on more and more in the morning than you normally would. Well, maybe you decide, hey, this is going really well. Now maybe I think I'd like to try meditating right before bed too. Maybe I'll just do five minutes before bed. And you start doing that. And then you're sleeping better 
And then you're coming to the morning with even more energy and more focus. And before you know it, you're doing things like maybe you've joined a, a triathlon training program, or you've decided to go ahead and write that book you've always been wanting to do. All you're doing maybe at that point is writing every day for 20 minutes. And it grows and grows. And each of those positive actions sort of builds upon each other. And it can make these changes that are quite dramatic, but your actions have started out very small, simple, consistent, and every day. And that can work in the other direction too. If instead of deciding to meditate for 10 minutes a day, you decide to eat a candy bar instead, one candy bar every day, that slowly and surely will also have a compound effect in a maybe more negative direction between weight gain and health issues and maybe lack of energy because you're sugar bonking all the time. Maybe you at some point within a year find that you're having many more health problems and also focus problems in your work or at home. But you could also just say, well, that was just one candy bar a day. How is that a big deal? But it's over time how it builds and the momentum it creates, the snowballing it creates over time. That's the compound effect. Now, getting back to horses, which of course is the point of this podcast, those small daily things also build in either direction. So if you have a habit of maybe never paying attention to what your horse is doing on the end of the lead rope, then you slowly over time begin building in this relationship with your horse where the horse knows you're not paying attention when you're leading him, can't count on you to get him out of trouble, or maybe he just feels like he can do whatever he wants on the end of the lead rope since you're not paying attention. And then within, let's say, a few months, quote, all of a sudden, you're having trouble under saddle. What well, isn't really all of a sudden, it's been this slow, steady thing that's built up the wrong way. The good news, of course, is that it can very easily go in the other direction. If you build in those good, simple daily habits, again, a little more aware of your horse every day, you make a rule that uh, every time you lead your horse or saddle your horse, you're going to see that as important as being as important as when you ride your horse, just that simple change in focus. And there are lots of maybe little practical things you can do day to day about how you take your horse through the gate when you're taking him out of the pasture or out of the stall, how you end each session that you're always sure to end on a good note and ways that you can learn to do that. The, these small habits, there's a lot of them, right? It doesn't have to be just one thing. And that's sort of the beauty of it all. And what's really fun is that your horse will tell you if you're in the right kind of direction or not. The horse is always a really good indicator if you're heading kind of closer to the destination or getting further away. A good teacher, a good coach can help you learn some of these habits. So can a good horse, a horse that really reflects back kind of good feedback to you. You can, you can learn a lot from your own horse. There are a few kind of mechanical things and technical things that are handy to know, but those are pretty straightforward if you are, again, practicing things in a daily basis. It doesn't have to be this crash course you know, where you have to watch 10,000 videos a day or whatever it is. It's just kind of staying steadily on a path where you are building in consistent awareness, practicing certain things with your horse and building that over time into a better partnership that is beneficial to both you and your horse. So totally, like I said, not a sexy marketing pitch, right? So, um, but that's really the truth of it. And here at HorseWise, what I offer is just that kind of basic, straightforward approach. And I'm always happy to share anything that I know. There's no secret here. There's no uh, hidden kind of expert master key or whatever. This is what it all comes down to. 
And if you would like help with that, or you'd like more information, you can go to my website at horsewisecoach.com. But most of all, the most important thing is to pay attention to your horse and pay attention to what he's kind of signaling to you so that you can then think about that and maybe respond a little differently in turn. Thank you for listening. And as always, I hope you have a wonderful day.